Welcome to the Emotional Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Rochelle. This podcast started as a space to really just share my journey, to share the experiences and the things that I was going through as I learned to self-regulate, as I learned to manage my emotions. And it has transformed into so much more. This space is really just everything that I trial and error. It's amazing guests coming to you, talking about their journey, their experiences with emotions, and really just take what resonates and leave what doesn't. This journey can feel really isolating at times. It is beautiful. It is painful. It is joyful. It is love. It is all of the things. And we are all of the things all at once. And so just have grace with yourself. Have compassion with yourself through this. And I am so grateful that you are listening to this episode wherever you are listening. Thank you for allowing me into your day. Welcome back to another episode of the Emotional Mastery Podcast. I am recording this on Sunday, August 20th, and I am, I feel like, in this deep reflection, which, of course, with Venus retrograde makes so much sense, and Mercury is going retrograde this, I believe it is Wednesday, but a lot has been coming up, a lot throughout the entire summer. It feels like one of those times where we're just really, really shown what needs to be moved through. And it's obviously always up to us what we do with that. But I've been feeling just like a lot, a lot of lessons, a lot of tests, triggers, a lot of reflections, a lot of um, a lot of mirroring in in other people things. And it's so easy to either project or ignore or just like not take those things seriously. But it's been really interesting the threads that have been coming through other people that are very consistent with the message that I've been receiving. And it's just like always reiterating that or reconfirming that for me for things to see. And it's really asking for this kind of deep discomfort in being able to move through these things. And so this episode, I really have no agenda. I just wanted to come on and talk about all the things Venus retrograde and what's been coming up and Specifically, I you know I talked a little bit last week's intro and I've been talking a little bit in my stories on Instagram, but you know it's always like in relationships that we have these reflections. Our relationships are mirrors for us and as much as we may want to do things on our own and be hyper independent and we don't need people and all the things Yes, like at the end of the day, you are the one to change within you. You are the one you need to be giving yourself all the love and all the things. And that comes from deep within you, right? Your happiness, your joy, your love. That's that's you. That's your full responsibility. But we also really thrive. We are built to be in relationship. That is just part of our human journey, part of our human experience to the point where even when we're in partnership with somebody, our heartbeat like syncs up. And there's so many, so many like, biochemical or physiological things that happen when we are in partnership with someone and we have that like deep connection. And for a lot of people, you know, we talk about attachment theory and, you know, all the things we all have trauma and different things in relationships that come up. And it's, you know, it's easy to project and not actually see the mirroring and the lessons that are brought within that. But our relationships are spaces that can be supportive for deep healing. And when you do come from some sort of trauma or if you have an insecure attachment style, we are having to like actively move through that. And it's, you know, very uncomfortable. And I think even if you are a secure attachment style, there are still points in a relationship that is uncomfortable, right? Because when we are, when we're choosing a relationship, when we're choosing a partner, we're choosing to show up for that person every single day. And I think we're just so often fed this fantasy of what a relationship should look like and people should just 
be this way in a relationship and we have all the masculine and feminine rules of society and engagement. And it's just when you're trying to do things a little bit differently and really honor yourself, it can be a little bit confusing, right? Of like, how am I going to show up or how do I want my partner to show up? And do I actually value that thing? Or was that just like passed on from society or my parents? You know, when you look at the dynamics of your parents' relationships, you know, what, what that looked like. And there was a post recently, I think I just put out my stories on Instagram, but it was talking about, it was from the holistic psychologist and it was talking about the masculine. And I've often, I've really, really been reflecting on that a lot over the last couple of years, the masculine role specifically within men. Um, we all have a masculine, we all have a feminine, we all have the dualities, right? We all have the sun, the moon, like all the things with, within our chart, like we all have everything within us and we have, you know, we need to balance that out. So if you're feminine, you need to balance the masculine and the feminine and vi- vice versa. But I think we can go into whole thing about the feminine, but I specifically wanted to talk about the masculine because it's this like dynamic where I think as, as, as somebody who, um, what's the word I'm looking for identifies as a female, a woman, I, we have these certain set of standards for the masculine and how it's going to show up for us and men. And I think it doesn't allow for men to find their true authenticity within themselves and I like see that a lot where it's, I want men or people I'm with to be vulnerable and, you know, have a certain level level of intimacy and authenticity. And yet also I do notice where sometimes when men are emotional or men do show a sensitive side, I notice myself feeling like that's not okay from societal standards. Right. And so it's just a whole thing. And it's really interesting how that really plays out like subconsciously. And even within my son, I really want to raise him to be conscious and aware of his emotions, to be able to express them to others and not just be trapped up and and be explosive within his anger because he can't like be himself. And again, within that too, I do notice those labels and standards that have been fed to me throughout my life, just from subconscious, like, you know, like things that we see in TV and music and advertising and all the things around us that show us that the man has to be a certain way and the woman has to be a certain way. And we have to like fill this role. And I personally have Aquarius in the seventh house. So my long-term relationships are never really going to look like normal, right? Like they're never really going to look what the society, the societal standard is. And I think for a long time, reason why I found myself deeply unhappy in relationships, which for a number of reasons, but also because they do have this Aquarius seventh house, which is asking for things to be a little bit different, right? It's asking for relationships to be a little bit quirky and just to not be the norm. And I think like finding out what that looks like is interesting. And I think the more that I'm leaning into that, it's, it's interesting. It's fun. It's an experiment. And I also have Saturn in the fifth house, which is super serious and sometimes feels restrictive of just the, the fun, the play, the creativity, that like aspect of romance. And also I notice it just in creativity in general. Like when I try and sit and like focus, I just feel that Saturn restriction of like not being able to be creative. So it's just all these things that I've really been moving through. And then again, with Venus being in retrograde in Leo, is bringing up a lot, right? Venus is love, it's values, it's morals, it's art, it's creativity, it is money, right? It's relationships, it's all those things. And Venus rules Taurus and Libra. Venus is currently found in Leo and Leo is a fixed fire sign. And so, but Leo is generous. It's warm. It's big. It's bold. It's courageous. It's the lion. It is, you know, it needs, um, it needs a certain element of isolation to come back to itself. It's, it is really dynamic and it is very deep. And I think we think just like Leo dramatic end of story, but there's so, so much as with everything, right? Every single sign, every single planet, there's so much to it, but 
Venus has really been showing a lot around relationships. And I think I've been noticing because it is in Leo. And for me, it's in the first house because I'm a Leo rising. It's just like that fun play part of it where I feel the things coming up around it, right? Where it's like, um, you know, the beginning phases of dating where it like should be fun, but then it's, it's the emotions get in the way and, and the physical body gets in the way and, and the mind gets in the way. Right. And it's really coming back and being like, okay, let's just make this simple, right? We don't have to make this overly complicated. And also like viewing the lessons within that. I've noticed a lot of the shadows of the codependence, of the people pleasing, of the valuing what somebody thinks of me over what I think of them. And I haven't fully like, it's not like I'm being launched into these patterns of being in that phase, but what's happening is I'm noticing pieces of it when it drops in and then I can move through it, but it does come up a lot. And even just like little things, I, I always struggle with anger, expressing anger um, and receiving anger, but specifically expressing it. And there was an instance where, and I'm still finding a way to, to express it, even if it's even like days removed from the actual incident. But, um, there are certain things that like trigger me within relationships that and it, I'm not even, even talking anything big, just like little things. And I'm really working to express those as they go, as they come, because I think this is what happens. I know in, in my relationship patterns is that the little things, especially beginning, right? The little things that kind of bother you, but you don't say anything because it's still supposed to be fun and exciting and all the things. And then like over time you build up a resentment because you never said it in the beginning and then you blow up about it. Right. And so really trying to like be communicative about like those things and really like using my voice. And let me tell you, this has come up for me so many times over the last like few weeks where people are like, speak up. And I've done a lot of work around that. And my voice was the one place where I always felt really restricted. I always felt like I didn't have a voice. It wasn't safe to have a voice. And so I've worked really hard on that through the podcast, through business relationships, collaborations, friendships, all the things. And still I notice that coming up, like the thing that I didn't express in the moment that I'm still going to, because I think even though it's a little thing, it's important to express it. The fact that I didn't in the moment sort of brought an element of shame where I was like, oh, here we go. You can't use your voice again. You feel like did it whatever. And I think like, if I feel that way in a relationship, it's not meant for me. And also having compassion with myself where I'm like, okay, this is just, this is my shadow com- coming up. How am I going to move through that? How am I going to witness that, see it, face it, accept it, embrace it, all the things, not shame myself for it, but just be like, okay, I, my inner child doesn't feel like it's safe to express this because of X, Y, Z, but now I know better. I can give my inner child what she needs and then we can go ahead and express it. And so a lot of things like that have been coming up and I was at the grocery store today in line and I've been going to like more bars than I have, especially I'm almost at a year sober. So I went a few times over the summer and over the last like week, I've gone to like three or four different ones and it's fine. It's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's weird not drinking. And I almost felt a little bit boring a couple times where I was like, I didn't want to dance. I didn't want to like go do all those things I normally would have done had I been drinking. And so it's just a lot of reflection, right? Like these things that are coming up that I need to witness in myself and be like, maybe I just enjoy dancing for myself, like around my house. And maybe, you know, that kind of scene isn't the thing. And it doesn't mean that I'm boring. It just means that I'm just not what I'm there for. Like I truly enjoy observing and maybe that's my sixth line. I'm a six, three in human design, which is this, just that role model. And it, it likes to observe. That's literally cause it sits on the roof and it's always observing things. So I noticed like when I go to bars or when I go to, we did, I went to, um, a uh, place with live music, I guess it was last night. I don't even know what day is Sunday. Yeah. Last night. And you know, people are getting up and dancing and singing and all the things. And I just, I, I love to like witness people and just like watch 
their joy and the way that they act and the way that they behave. And it's really interesting when you're sober in a bar full of people that are drinking, like witnessing the behavior. It's like, it's like an experiment, right? I get to like watch it and be like, huh, this is really interesting. Um, the first time I did that over, I think it was in July. Yeah, it was in July. I went to this same bar it's live music and I went by myself and so many people were trying to get me to dance we're trying to engage conversation and it was just like I, I don't know if it was like the one woman sitting by herself that wasn't drinking was just kind of weird but uh it was really interesting reflection but yeah I'm like I just in those situations it's, it's kind of just fun to sit and observe and just really I, I love live music like I love it I will go sit and watch live music all day if I can. It's just, I don't know, music heals our soul, right? All the things, but I just like absolutely love that. So that's been a lot of like witnessing those things that are coming up and, you know, love and money are very tied. The energy of them is very similar. And so noticing these patterns of money coming up and, um, being able to move through those in the same way and not judging myself and not restricting myself and just sort of, Uh, like I said, I was at the grocery store. I don't even know if I finished that sentence or that thought, but I was at the grocery store, like thinking about all these things. And I was a little bit shaming myself where I was like, Oh, I should do this, or I shouldn't do this. Or why am I doing this? And I had this like realization where I was just like, you know what, this is it. Like, this is life. This is the human experience. And yeah, sometimes I may indulge in like the botanic tonics little drink. Um, it kind of gives you like a little warm, fuzzy feeling. It's like that first drink feeling. And you know, should I be doing that every night? I'm not, but like I will maybe like a few nights in a row. And it's like, yes, it's not alcohol. It's plant-based. It's all the things, but sometimes it brings up a little bit of shame. Um, because it's like, I'm replacing one thing with another, but I know that's better for my body, but we all, we, we are all human. We all have these habits. We all have these things about us. I think we all, I mean, we all have Pisces in us, right? And Pisces is codependent. It's addictive. It's, it's all of that, right? So we all have like different relationships to whether it's substances, whether it's meditation, whether it's TV, scrolling on social media, like whatever it is, sex, like whatever your thing is, I believe we all have one because we're human, right? And that's part of our experience. And so I was sitting at the grocery store. I was kind of like going through all these thoughts in my head. And that's what I was just like, you know what? This is my human experience. My soul came here to experience these things. So maybe I'm not where I want to be right now, but I'm exactly where my soul needs to be to learn the things that my soul needs to be learning right now. And so why am I going to sit here and shame myself? Like, let me just lean into it and bring my soul on a ride. Like, that's literally what it came here for. And something in that just sort of allowed me to surrender. And Greg and I talked about surrender a lot in the last episode. And it's like that, just releasing it be like, I don't have to fight this. I don't have to push against this. I don't have to be anything but truly in this experience. And I think when we can surrender to that, it's like, then you are allowing these things to come in, right? Like these conversations that I've been having that have been exactly what I've been needing to hear. And I swear some of it is just like divinely channeled specifically for me. And had I not been surrendered or open to these conversations, I might not have fully leaned into them and received the message. I know I talked about um, on the last episode, I had just one specific conversation that was like such a mirror for me. And I was like, whoa. But had I not been in a space to like truly open, be open to receiving that, then I wouldn't have, you know, but it's, it's allowing these things to come up and just really interesting conversations like that one. I had a whole conversation about just like CBD and what it does in your body and, you know, all these things. And I have to, I have to, I have to witness my place in life currently and what I'm doing currently and where I'm at currently as just opportunities. 
I think everything comes to us for a specific reason. So it's like, I'm where I'm at right now to learn something. And if I'm not open to seeing that, I'm not going to learn the lesson and I'm going to continue to repeat it. And it's always that like aligned action piece that is the most challenging because your subconscious wants to keep you safe. It doesn't want you to do something because it will repeat a pattern it knows is unhealthy. It knows it's toxic. It knows is going to cause suffering because it knows the outcome, right? And this is why we self-sabotage. I saw a post somewhere about it, but it's like we're self-sabotaging unintentionally because we know what the outcome is going to be, right? When we have these acts of self-sabotaging, whether it's drinking or spending too much money or whatever it is, right? Like not paying your bills, you are safe within the discomfort or the unsafety of it, I guess, because you know what's going to happen, right? So if I'm not showing up I know what the result is going to be. And it's sort of like I'm doing it to myself in a way. So it's like that self-sabotage piece. And so also really having compassion when we're like not always, it's hard. It truly is hard to go against your subconscious. It is so deeply ingrained. And it's like your logical mind may know the steps that you need to take. And then you're turn around and you're watching yourself take the steps you've taken a thousand times before. And you're like, why? Like, I know I need to be doing something different. And so it's having grace with yourself and then taking that through meditation you know, before you go to bed, having that five minutes of just like, oh my gosh, what's the term I'm looking for? Auto-suggestion or affirmations or something that will continue to reprogram that subconscious. For myself, like there are still a lot of things I need to work on and I'm fully aware of that and I can see that. And also all of the affirmations that I've been doing over the last six years, all of the work that I've been doing over the last six years, all the journaling that I've been doing, all the podcasting and all the showing up when I'm uncomfortable, right? Like all that stuff, again, I still have a lot that I need to move towards and move through and take aligned action on. And also I notice my thoughts and my perception of myself and my actual self-love is so much more genuinely aligned to like where I want to be. And so I may not have manifested the life that I'm, you know, the big life that I'm dreaming of, but because I'm so within my truth, I guess, and in so much more loving myself and accepting myself. I know it's inevitable, right? My success is is inevitable if I continue on this path. And I feel like this summer, this is another thing that's been coming up for me. This summer, I was very, the summer was very different for me than it usually is. The summers are usually a little bit more challenging because they're summer camps instead of school and it's keeping people busy and, and all the things. But this summer, you know, my kids were gone for two weeks. We went on vacation for a week all together. And so I had so much more freedom and space than I normally do. And I almost feel like lazy now because I realized how much more I needed to fill my own cup. And I really thought I was doing it really well until I realized I wasn't (laughs) and how much I actually want a social life. I want to continue dating and, and all the things. And I do believe there is a point in entrepreneurship that, you know, we have to be heads down and there's an isolation piece to it. And also I feel like I've been doing that for years of just like really focusing on myself. And so I'm trying to like work to find the balance, um, whether that means just heads down one month and getting all the shit done. And then the next month finding time or, you know, whatever it is, I'm trying to find that balance because I feel like I, I think what's been coming up big for me is that I am afraid to lose myself in another relationship. And so I notice those people-pleasing tendencies in me where it's like, I want to show up on whatever day that we can both be available and show up. Like last week, it was Wednesday and I had so much to do, so much to do. And there 
there's somebody that I'm seeing that was wanted to do something that day, but then couldn't. And I was like, okay, well, that's perfect because like I actually can't. <laughs> and then they were going to try and make it work. And I was like, no, 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 keep your boundaries. So just reminding myself like boundaries are so important right now. Boundaries and I'm so passionate about what I'm doing. I will not lose myself. Again, I value like whenever I have written on my manifestation list, whenever I write what I desire, it's freedom, right? Whether it's in a relationship, whether it's in a career, whatever that looks like, it's always freedom. And so what I'm looking for, and I'm being very, I'm discerning like all the red flags and the things that don't feel good and all those things of like, I need freedom. I need somebody who will support me, who will give me the freedom that I need, who will, you know, just like be there and not push and not um, not dishonor. I, I don't know if that's the right word that I'm looking for, but who will allow me to continue with my flow. And then also noticing where I am overworking to avoid intimacy. And so I'm finding that balance. That's sort of the things that I'm navigating this week. Um, really over the last few weeks, really honestly, since Venus went retrograde, I was really curious to see like how this was going to show up. And this is why I love journaling because you can always reflect on it and really see what's been coming up. But I was really curious how Venus was going to show up for me because it's in my first house and it's not over yet. I think Venus goes direct September 3rd. And then there's also a shadow period. And then we have Mercury going retrograde this week. So that's adding another layer of that because Mercury is communication. It's your mind, right? And so it's, it is a powerful energy. And so both of these being in retrograde is going to be bringing up a lot. It already has been. And so a lot more around relationships is coming up than I thought. And Venus is the planet of relationships, right? But I felt like because it was in my first house in Leo, it was going to be more about me. And it, is it's about like my patterns um but it's just yeah it's been really interesting to witness and i'm sure i'll do um a whole other episode like once it's fully finished to see what came of it because the last two times venus has been retrograde and leo were like actually pretty significant uh changes for me in my life and so i think like sometimes when we're in it it doesn't feel as significant and then when we're out of it we're like oh my gosh like everything changed and i think that that's one of one of these situations it's it's there, there are big changes that I can see now. There are things that have come into my life that I can really see now. And also, it's also these subtle um, shifts and changes. So I'm sure that once it's done, I will have a full reflection <laughs> of like what everything happened and, and what was brought up during this Venus retrograde. But those have been the major things that have been on my mind um, over the last over the last few weeks just like really, really witnessing these things and, and, and seeing where I need to be setting boundaries. And I'm pretty sure Venus is square Uranus right now. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it is. And Uranus is all about unpredictability. So like looking in your chart where Venus is and what Venus aspects. So for my, in my natal chart, my Venus is opposite Uranus. And so that unpredictability, that anxiety, that truth, the shock a little bit, the, the unknown, right. is always like cycles of that in my relationships. And so it's really like looking at that and witnessing that and seeing when it comes up. And this is why I love astrology because it's sort of like these things that were, I mean, it's just part of us. It's part of who we are. It's part of our chart. And so being able to like witness that and see when it comes up and just, it gives us a little bit more acceptance of those things. But, um, that's kind of it. I'm exhausted today, like beyond exhausted. I barely slept last night and I tried to nap today, but you know, single mom life, kids don't really let that happen. So I was really just going to get in bed, but I, I was feeling called and inspired to come record this episode. So, um, that is just my little 
summary of, I guess, the last few weeks. And so I would love to know like what you've been experiencing with Venus retrograde. You can send me a message on Instagram at Rochelle.Christian. Everything is in the show notes. I'm so curious. I love hearing from you. And yeah, just like, let me know what's been coming up. The Holistic Human Design Academy is open for enrollment until September 1st. Um, it begins September 1st. And these are the sort of things that we get into, right? We're going to talk about astrology. We're going to talk about your human design chart. We're going to talk about energetic subconscious reprogramming, like all of these things, attachment theory, energy work, the gene keys, like all of these, right? And within the gene keys is the Venus sequence. And so when I started um, prepping the content for the Venus sequence module for last round, it was dirt literally during Venus retrograde and it like so much has come up. And so I almost want to like repeat it and go through it myself just to like see where I'm at right now. But that's a huge core piece of it. And so it's just such a beautiful program. It's been so beautiful to witness all the shifts and changes and transformations in all these women's lives. And so the link for that is in the show notes. There are three ways to pay, obviously pay in full three month or six month payment plan. And then if you additionally want to do one-on-one coaching throughout the entire container, there's another option for that. But literally I just love, love this program. I'm so lit up by it. So everything you need is down the show notes. You can always send me a message, email me, DM me, Instagram, all the things, get in contact. If you have any questions, If this episode resonates, please, please share it with a friend. You can also rate, review, subscribe, literally Spotify, just hit those five stars. And it is so, so helpful just to be seen by more ears. Then I can get more guests on and all of the beautiful things, beautiful, magical things for you. And of course, for me, because it is always, you know, as much as it is for myself, it is for you guys and vice versa. As much as it's for you, it's for me as well. So I thank you so much for listening and I will catch you guys next week.